Hey, everybody. Um, welcome to the Breaking Bread Village. Had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we are all good. We are all here right now. Um, I am waiting for Michael to come back in. He was here. Like I said, I had a little bit of technical difficulty. So as soon as he ba is back in, we are going to um, continue here and just start the conversation. So Michael Malenso, he is coming on. He is a fantastic artist um, that I had the opportunity to see back in um, November. So I am again going to give him just a second and he is going to come back in. It is my fault. My computer did something weird and it kicked him off. So I am waiting for him to come back on. So I'm sorry, it'll be just a second, but I'm really excited to have this conversation today. Um, and typically, as you guys have seen, I typically have a few guests on at a time, but I really want him to be able to talk about, um, you know, his journey and everything um, so far. So just a second. Oh, this might be him. Let's see. Give me one second. Okay, that was him. Sorry, yeah, I don't know what happened with my computer. It's just so crazy, but um, it just kind of did something weird. So there he is. Okay, I got you. Hey, I'm sorry. I just I was just telling them that um, you were here and ready, and my computer did something weird and kicked us off. Has not happened. That's before. all right. Okay, that's okay. That's um, all right. Well, I just want to welcome you, Michael. I was just telling them that I had the opportunity to hear you back in November. And it was, yeah. it was interesting because I had not heard of your group yet then. And that was my birthday weekend. And yeah. so I had been gone, kind of doing something for the whole weekend. And I think it was like my mother and my aunt, someone said, there's a group coming in town. You'll probably like them. It's your type of vibe, your type of music. I'm like, I'm going to be so tired that day because it was like we literally were driving back into town. And I said, OK, I'm going to go. And I'm so happy that I did because it was a magnetic, energetic. I mean, just all of that type of vibe. So I'm so happy that I was able to see you guys perform. Oh, I appreciate that. I um. It's a blessing, you know, we're very blessed to do what we do and to be able to have the ability for people like you to come and see us and, and, and to be, I hope, feel things, you know? So oh, it was, it was magical. Yeah. So kind of tell me about that. Because um, you guys did like, a, it was a Harlem one-on-one -on -one tour. Can you tell uh -huh. people kind of what that was about? Well, um... Harlem 100 is. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, I said one on one. That's all right. Yeah. Harlem 100 is. Um, it, it really was a celebration, a musical celebration of um, that music and that period of that music and, and those artists, and to do it in a way where we could kind of uh, take on a historical journey, but also a journey of, um, you know, playing the music in a way that isn't just in the way they played it, you know, to be, be able to express the music in a way that allows freedom within all the different um, genres of the music, you know? Sure. So, so for me, 
Um, it's it, it, it's it's something which I'm glad we're doing. I hope we get to do it again this year. We're supposed to, so um, so we'll see what happens. Awesome, yeah, it it was fantastic. I mean, I remember when it ended, we all were like hoping that it could you know keep going because it was it was just a really good. I mean, you guys have a tap dance there. You guys represented so many different um, uh-huh. parts of the musical journey. So. It was amazing. So I really appreciate that. Um, So I just kind of want to talk to you about some of your beginnings because, you know, in my research, I saw that you grew up in London. You're not from Uh there originally. So if you could tell us kind of where you're from originally, how you made it to London and how that was, um, you know, your childhood growing up. Well, um, being born in, in, in Sierra Leone, you know, and then, you know, having the blessing to 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 be from Africa and then to come to the United States and but also to before go to London and to be able to have those free journeys has been a has been a blessing in in a way of you get to see three different perspectives of the journey and also gives you a different perspective of the music too so being born sure. in Sierra Leone and then coming to London at ten and then you know at that age you know really getting into the music and i say getting into music i mean really being privileged to have been born around the right time just before everybody was 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 not around anymore i mean we still got a few shakers now but i was blessed to see ray charles i was blessed to see james brown i was blessed to see aretha franklin i was blessed to see betty carter i was abby lincoln all these people because i got into the music around 11 12 13 years old, I was playing and, and getting into it, started performing with bands uh, very early. Um, and and it allowed me to really be blessed to have a unique assessment and relationship with the music because I got to, into it so young and also got to, you know, I was the only child, so I was very inquisitive. Okay. And that being that, you know, I would leave school early. You know, I, you know Ray Charles is coming. So if Ray Charles is coming, right? Having for Apollo, we getting out of school. You know what I mean? It's right. Like, that's what's happening. We and we write in the sick note to 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 to, to Mr. Johnson to, to get out of the afternoon, and we go into that sound check with the trombone in the box. Wow! And pretending wow. we're in the band, and pretending we're in the band so that we can go and meet Ray Charles or just get. And that's what would happen if BB King come. Oh, we're wow. doing the sick note. We're doing a sick note and we're getting out of school. And that's how it and that's how it just would be, would be, would be. You know, that I, I just not only wanted to see these people live, I wanted to meet them. Right. So that I could understand the differences of the music. I wanted to know why, how come BB King like this? And he sing this music, but Ray Charles and him are born at the same time, but he played this music. And then this person, I wanted to know what these people were like. Right, you wanted to really study you know, it, right. I, mm-hmm. I, wanted to, I wanted to really, but from the aspects of the musical part, but also from the aspect of the spiritual part. You know, I wanted to know what this, right. what, why Betty Carter like that? Why did, why did it feel like Betty Carter was lonely when I went to say hello to her backstage? What's that about? All these things are happening. And I was very fortunate, I had a mom who was a frustrated artist herself, you know, left Nigeria 
um, at 18, 19 to come to study okay. at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. She got scholarship, you know, life changed, things happened, you know, I came along, boom, 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 boom. But she always pushed me, you know, when you have that relationship with the single mother and you're the only child and you're the boy, it's different thing. Right. It's a different thing. Black, black, black woman too, African woman in London, you know, you know, and Sierra Leone and all the different places we lived, you know, that, you know, it, it, you become almost the son and the husband. Mm -hmm. So there's a level of freedom that comes with that. So my mom was very free in letting me hang out, in letting me go and wait to get the autograph from, from, from the BE King, to, you know, after midnight. And now there was a man that was also there who really was the guiding light, which was my godfather, who was this, you know, a uh, Caucasian man that, you know, was my mother's first landlord in the late okay. 1970s. Okay. And we got, we got reconnected with him. I'm kind of going too fast now because, because I got to kind of do the thing, but you know, I, my mother married an Englishman, fell in love and they married and um, he sadly died in a car crash. Oh, sorry to hear that. When I was young, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he died, you know, and that changed life. And as sure. he died and as, and as life changed, this other beautiful man came in, Thomas Blowfield, who was my, who became my godfather and who became really the spiritual, the spiritual guidance. Okay. Because um, your father- of, of, of my musical young life. Okay, what Go age ahead. did your father- was he not? I around? never knew my father. I never, never knew, knew him. My okay. My father never, never knew him. Never known him. Spoken to him on the phone. I love him. He's a beautiful man. You know. It, it, you know. His. This, you know. Life is life. I don't harbor any grudge against him. I'm sure thankful that he, that he connected my mother. You know, and they had a beautiful relationship before I was born. You know, lots of love, young love, and uh, he had to leave because his his grandmother was, um, his mother was dying. So he had to go oh, back and then he never, and then that was it. So that, you know, the father figures were interesting, you oh, know, man. and then, you know, and then you develop, you know, trombone, I said was the first instrument and I'm playing with bands and of course meeting all these musicians. And then of course the big one is getting really close to James Brown, you know, and then that happens. And then, you know, you develop and you develop and then, you know, the, the, the music leads you. Sure. You know, the music. Yeah. You. Yeah. So what I mean, so just tell me a little bit more about what it was like to meet, you know, the legendary jazz musicians, you know, at a young age. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're mm -hmm. 10, 11, 12 years old and you mm -hmm. meet such. I mean, did you realize how big they were at that time or were you just kind yeah. of driven by the music? Yeah. OK. Yeah. That's why I wanted to meet them, because I knew they wouldn't be around for a long time. Gotcha. You know, I, I was very aware that in a few years time, most of these people would be dead, you know? And sometimes and there's been a once or twice in the last 15 years, I've written down all the people I've seen who are no longer with us. It's this large. And oh, I yeah. was very aware of that. I was very aware of that at 12, 11. So I'm, that's why I said I was very, I was, I was pushy. You know, I, I would, I would, you know, I would get backstage and, you know, I don't care if the manager would get upset, do it. Hey. So I, and, and, meet, and, and meeting them, you realize a lot of things because the, the, the aspect of how black people change is also in the personality of the jazz music. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I, I, I'll get deeper into that in a sense of like, you know, I realized that the swing era musicians, they were playing in the Great Depression, Milt Hinton, people like that, Benny Carter, people I got to be around a little bit when they would come London. They had a different vibe to, let's say, the musicians who played in the 60s, who okay, also yeah. I got, got to be around and people like that. And that's a general thing. And I just, and I, and, you know, you meet Benny Carter, he has this different kind of grace. This different yeah. type of elegance. And it, and then you realize, okay, that's how black people were in that time. Sure. And then maybe the people playing the 60s are born in the 1940s. So they they have a different gurge to them. And right. maybe they have a different... So I was realizing that there was this trajectory of the black spirit, which really was within the trajectory of the music. The music, yes, yes, yes. No, I can dig that. Um, so... You worked at Ronnie Scott's Jazz Club, right? Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about that. And then I kind of want to know, because you were hired at a different place, but we, we'll get to that. But tell me a little bit more about Ronnie J- Scott's uh, Jazz Club. Was that the same place that you were at at 12, or was that a different place? That's God. Same place I went to and meet all these people. Is where I you did. ended up working. You see, God. Wow. Wow. But and see, but that goes back to your pushing this. It's the pushing, but I can, yes. even give you, I can even give you a little bit in between that because there's that part, meeting all them people 12, 13. But then there's another time when I'm going back there is, is 18, 19. And this is a funny story because um, I probably was a little bit older, but when, when the club reopened, Okay. Ronnie Scott, Ronnie Scott died, and Pete King died. These are the people that owned it. Two very deep, two British Jewish, typical born in Cockney Jewish people that came, immigrants got into the jazz. It's, it's a worldwide phenomenon. In the nineteen twenties, thirties, Ronnie Scott, Pete King, they opened up this jazz club, bring over black musicians, try and celebrate the music. They died. I knew them too. Met, got to meet them when I was young. Interesting people. But when Pete King died, this businesswoman called Sally Green took over and it changed, it changed, it changed, you know, the, it wasn't the same musicians complaining, but Winton came and, you know, if Winton come, then, you know, you're wearing the finest suit you got. And, and, you and you're talking looking, about Winton Marcel. Yeah, Winton Marcel. Yes. Sorry, go, yeah, so Winton Marcel. No, that's who okay. Also, who also is this person that was, you know, 15, 16 year old, you're meeting him, you're getting to know him, he's giving you love and everything like that. Um, and he came and, you know, he came for a week, you know, went and come is like the whole town go crazy. So, right, you know, every, right. you know, and he come for a week. So, you know, I'm going there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, looking good too. Suits, nice, everything. So now the fourth night, Chris King, Pete King's son, he says, you've been here too much. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, what do you mean I've been here too much? I'm with, you know, I'm with Britain. He say, uh, you're banned. Oh, don't ever, oh, wow. don't ever come back in here. And I, and, and it, I, this is before the gig even start. There I was in my suit, my pink tie, everything, my spat shoes, trombone in hand. Had to walk out like a shame of life. <laughs> but you see, God, four years later, we are now running the thing. So you know, it's all it's all a journey. Yes, and and persistence is key. God's determination, faith, trust, and belief. Yes, yes. And meditation, chanting, prayer, whatever the thing you're into. But that is the one. You have to have yes. faith. 
Yes, yes. If you have no faith, ain't nothing happening. You have to trust the faith that it's going to happen. And right. then belief that your faith and trust will make the thing happen. Right, right. No, I agree. Wow. That's interesting. So um, let's talk a little bit more about uh, Wynton Marcellus. Um, do you think he's okay. kind of misunderstood as a traditional list or what's your thoughts on that? Yes. Um, Cause they don't know what he's saying. They don't, they don't understand what he's about. You know, this man is, this man is, he don't have to play Duke Ellington's music for 34 years he's been doing it. He don't have to play Count Basie's music. He chosen to do that for a spiritual reason that the world still remembers these people. And also, right. too, we wouldn't, my generation wouldn't even know Louis Armstrong if it wasn't because of Wynn Marcellus. You know what right. I mean? Just because, right. because we just, you know, he made all of that part of the music away for us. And also, when I was young, you know, hearing that early music was dry. You know, because when I went in London, when I go in here and they call it Dixieland, ain't no Dixieland, it's New Orleans music, but that's how they call it. It's like, what the hell, what the hell is Dixieland? But you know, you go here to Dixieland, you're like, this has nothing to do with me. You know, right. because it's just, right. Right. it's some old poppers playing it. They don't look like you. You right. know, you have, your, you have your ignorance at that age and it's just like, and this sounds like some old corny music, but then, you know, right. Raven come and he come and do the Louis Armstrong. You're just like, this sound like funk. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. what the hell is, and, it's, and that's what I'm saying in the sense that, you know, because of those reasons, you know, we are more aware. So he is very misunderstood, of course, because, because they don't understand what he's about. Right. They don't understand what he's about. Right. If, it, right. if it ain't for this man, a lot of us be ignorant out here. Many of us, black, white, everyone, you know, and that's a sacrifice he's made. Because, you know, he got he got his own music, too. You don't have to be out there playing Louis Armstrong, do cancer music all these years, but he right. made a choice. So, right. we can not, so we can have an awareness of those people. Right, right. Because, Is you know, the, way, did that help inspire you as well to do that? Yes, I mean, yes, yes, you guys yes, pay yes, homage yes. that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much. Very much so. Just just the, the awareness of, and the consciousness of that. And also right. the... You don't have to be like that. You can just be out here doing your thing. You don't have to think about no Louis Armstrong, Count Basie, you know, and, and, and that also is a, something you have to actually have a spiritual thing within you and an understanding of like who you are as an artist, you know, because right. as, as an artist, you have a mission and you, a mission is to promote the art, you know, not just participate in it as I'm going to be on stage, but you have to be the greatest promoter of the music. You have to tell people. People ain't always right. going to like the, the thing, so you have right. to defend it and you have to let people know about these people. Ancestors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And you guys did. I mean, you guys definitely helped us feel it. I mean, it was it was not just... How? Tell me how. I want to know. I want to know we're well, doing a good job. Well, it was it was captivating. I mean, you know, sometimes you can, you can see when people just perform. To me, it's a difference between just like a performance, like, okay, they can just, this, this, um, what is it, just kind of. Just going know, through the motions. Yeah. And just, you know, but you guys really had such a magnetic feel. I mean, it was captivating. It just, and it told a story. 
And I really appreciated that. The music told a story. So it just, it just drew you in. Um, and if you didn't know the artist, you wanted to know more about them once that was, once that was over, you know, and just, I think the chemistry that you guys have together as well helps a lot. Um, you guys definitely, I mean, you could tell it's a family. I mean, you could tell that it's a togetherness. It's a village there. It's all together, you know, telling these stories. Um, so that made it very powerful as well for me. I mean, I know people in the audience were just, I mean, you, you nobody was, you know, sometimes you go to places people are talking or maybe moving. Uh -huh. or, it was none of that. It was just so electric. So, I mean, people just were really just drawn to it. So that's what that's I felt. Right. I mean, the story thank was you, Thank you so much. Oh, for sure. For sure. It was, it was great. Um, thank you. So I just want to know kind of what do you what do you feel the connection between prayer and music? Because I know you talked about having faith and you talked about mm -hmm. you know, just having that belief. And, you know, I know some people call it manifestation. Some people call mm -hmm. it you know, different terms for it. How do you feel those two connect for you? Well, music is a form of prayer. Mm, yes. You know, if we're really going back among the history of what music was first created as it was created as a function to praise the gods and the ancestors. Yes. You know, that, that is why music is sacred. And that is why it is one of the tunnels of the gods, because it's universal. And you can't see, you can't feel it. It's something that is, you know, it's an invisible. Right. And right. only those things like that, that power, you know, is connected to the gods. So. It's a sacredness to it, and and if you want to have some sort of some sort of aspiration in your music to uplift people, prayer is important. Yes, and you know, and 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 what's more important is that you you generalize it, and you don't talk about religion. You know, with like you know, for me, always the the, the writers who could do that well, especially when we talk about. Uh, 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 black rhythm and blues music. We talk about Earth, Wind, and Fire inspirational lyrics. We talk about Roy Ayers inspirational lyrics. We talk about Gil Scott Heron inspiration. Those yes. people have always been Stevie Wonder inspirational music. You know, it's they're talking about everything. They're talking about God. Mm -hmm. but Stevie Wonder is talking about the whole thing, and and his music is a form of prayer music too. So I, I, I we we have it. Sometimes we call some of our songs prayer songs. Sometimes it's sometimes they read like that you know and yes. i believe that you know prayer is is real we did yeah. a whole chat about this prayer lot it's good to be doing it again because the prayer seems to be we did a thing last week with boys who was great and it's good to be talking about the prayer because prayer is, is is and i said it last week i said you know what's messed up prayer is that people connotate it with religion right it's like they think if you're not believing jesus and you're not believing allah you're not believe it's prayer was meant for everybody because you know that's really the, the the prayer is also an extension of meditation and all those things and chanting all those things that we do yes you know it's all connected to prayer so it has an importance to be put in many different contexts you put it in music you put it here you put it in po you know right no that's what i really appreciate how you said that too how um the beginning of what music was all about because i think we've lost sight of that a little bit um in some of today's music and that's no judgment it's just i think that i like how you went back to the roots of it and what it was for mm -hmm. um and it is healing i mean for me 
music has always been healing. I mean, if I'm happy, I can play certain music and just, you know, pump that happiness up. If I'm feeling down, it's certain music that I'll play to kind of help mm-hmm. with that as well. So I've always used that and prescribed it to others mm-hmm. as a way of healing. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've told people, get in your living room, turn up your music and dance. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think about people on their way to like, um, if they're into martial arts or, you know, um, or even sports, you know, they'll play music to kind of get themselves mm-hmm. kind of you know, jacked up. Mm-hmm. Music mm-hmm. elevates us in certain ways and just kind of speaks to us in different ways. Um, mm-hmm. so I know one thing that you've talked about is how music, you believe music helps with depression. You know, you mm-hmm. believe that. Um, and that's kind of like a part of your journey as well. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with it? How do you deal with depression? <laughs> um, well, I just came out of one about a week or so ago, so I'm okay. just kind of, I'm still, I'm kind of strumming up. Okay, so okay. If you would have seen, if you would have seen me a week ago, it would have been a different man. But it, you know, it's so funny. I was talking to someone on the phone. It, mm-hmm. you know, it, confronting it. Yeah. Acknowledge, yeah. acknowledging it, not being afraid of it. What gets us, I think, is that we're afraid of it, and then it just, and then it consumes us. Right. You know, right. And, and, and then we don't even have any strength to try and combat it. You know, it, it, talk to it. That's what right. I do. You know, I ain't going to do it on the street, but right. Talk, to that right. Right. <laughs> talk to that spirit. Okay. What are you doing here today? Okay. Why are you here? Right. Okay. Like what, like, you know, like talk to it, go in the bathroom and just talk to it. it I'm telling you, I'm not crazy. I don't I'm believe what you, you are. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you talk to it, yeah, you 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 have to develop a relationship with it so that you can actually tell it to move on. Right. How are you gonna tell it? Or how are you gonna stop it if you don't communicate with it? Right. That's the right. problem. We've we've darkened the spirit of depression so much. So we don't even we just we just let it come. It just quiets. Exactly. Right, right. We are afraid to, to talk about it and deal with it. Yeah. Talk to it. Talk to it. Talk about it. It's cool. We all have it. We, yes. we have it. It's good. It's good for us, too. Then we come back up. You don't want to stay yes. for forever, but you know, right. we come back right. up. But I think that's good that you mentioned that because a lot of people do kind of have this this idea that only certain people deal with these these down moments because a lot of us are too afraid to admit that we have down times or if you you know are always viewed as um you know the strong one or mm-hmm. you know people, people put these labels on you that you didn't even mm-hmm. give to yourself you know mm-hmm. and so sometimes you feel like you're almost like you can let people down if you show that you're not, you know, up at that moment. Cause mm-hmm. I know for myself, I, I love to laugh. I love to have a good time. I love to, mm-hmm. you know, I have a lot of high energy. Um, but there are some times where I just don't feel like being, you know what I mean? I just want to just kind of no, not be at that moment. And, but I found that people are so accustomed when you are that person, they're so accustomed to you having that high energy that when you don't, then it's like constantly, well, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's going mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, it's not necessarily that it's anything wrong or that I want to talk about. It's just at this moment, I just don't feel like being that, you know, having mm-hmm. that type of energy. Um, mm-hmm. And that's balance. I think it's balance. Like how you talked about is healthy. Balance. You know, that's balance. I mean, it's just a reality of life. And I think, as you stated, you know, the more people just 
are honest with themselves and with each other. Um, but you have to create a space for that to, to be able to be honest. Right. I mean, do you agree with that? Uh, yes, you do. Because if you don't, if you don't do it right, then it's going to go a horrible way. Um, yeah. yeah. So you, you really, that it, with everything, it's, 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 it's always making yourself vulnerable if you're trying to get someone to open up. Right. You right. know, so if you're coming to someone with like trying to help them with it, you got to let them know you go through it too. Right. Exactly. You know, be real. Be real. And if you're, and if you're talking to yourself, mm -hmm. be even realer. Hey, you're about to get me now. Don't. <laughs> yes. What you doing? Like, why is this one here? Oh, because of this, the corona. That's why they do a lot. The few weeks, I was like, why, what's this one? Because I was steaming, but then you know, I was like, the, the spirit was like, "Hello, can we just, can we, yeah, yeah, right." And you have to be real with that too. Like, yeah, the spirit needs a break, and sometimes that break is that thing. Yes. No, that's true. It's it's all all about balance. Um. So, how have you used your music? I mean as as healing i mean because you know even with your depression i mean do you do you sing in your living room i mean do you go out and just start shouting i mean you know there's so many ways to to just let it out how do you deal with it with your music well i i have i have a squat because a lot of our music is <laughs> uplift so I'm yes. telling you, sometimes what what gets me going is i have to look at myself in the mirror and say did you write these lyrics <laughs> this one, this one, believe in yourself, and this one, and then I have to be like, see, what are you, a disgrace, or are you gonna believe? So I actually, you, you hold know, yourself accountable to your words. I like that. I have to because it's too much. It's like Baba, right? You've written all these songs here about love and believe in yourself and get it shaking, and then it's like, now nah, you ain't shaking. You better. So sometimes I have to read them lyrics. Oh cause sure, because I, I don't want to feel like a fake. <laughs> but but that's but that's that's the real part of it. And I love that because I mean I, I wrote something the other day that it kind of mentioned that you know kind of how how do I want to say it where as a teacher is teaching you they're also mm. teaching themselves. Yeah. You know oh, what I'm saying? That's it. That's the yeah. that's the real one. Right. As you're guiding someone to the truth, you have to also be in that. Right, right. And that, that kind of is what that sounds like, even with your music. You know, um, you write those lyrics and you feel it at that moment. But then another moment, it's like, wait, you have to go back to that and remind yourself, like, wait a minute, I, I said I could do this. I can make it, you know. And I think that's I think that's powerful to be able to even know and acknowledge that that is an option, you know, to go mm -hmm. back to that and remind yourself and hold yourself accountable. And I, I always wondered when I was when we were putting the stuff together, like, you know, you're going to get the big old D, I call it the big depression, and you, you know, but then it really has become this mirror, like, resolute, it's a mirror. or just, just want to know the God in you, what are you saying? So it's right, right. No, I like that. I mean, I, I like that you're aware of that, because a lot of people just don't understand that we have to hold ourselves accountable to what we share with others, you know, and that's that's really important. So I appreciate that. So I want to talk a little bit more about your group, Mawinso um, <laughs> and the Shakes. I want to know how yes. that came about, because, you know, I read that you guys met each other at Juilliard. Is that correct? Some a lot of them went there. OK, but I really okay. met them more, more. I really met them. Really, the base was um, jazz at Lincoln Center when I came over here. To do that, that's really weird. But a lot of them did. Whoop, you got me. 
A lot of them did go to Juilliard too. Oh, so you guys didn't meet there? Oh, wow. No, okay. no, no. I met, I met most, I mean, all the people, well, really, I'm going to get some water. Give me 10 seconds. Is that oh, all right? Go, yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. I hope you guys are enjoying this interview. It's so, it's so, <laughs> he has a lot of energy. This is great. I'm loving it. So you guys remember, use music as healing. I am a strong uh, believer in that. So, Okay, mother. So thanks for that. We're um, discussing this. Vuyo was there. Vuyo was making fun of me. Vuyo oh. says hello. He remembers you. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Tell him I say hey. Okay. Okay, so what did you say? What was the question, my love? Well, no, we were talking about how, because I thought you guys um, met at Juilliard, but you guys just happened to all be there at different times and then met no, later. No, 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 no. Okay. We a community. Ronnie Scott's right now. Ronnie Scott's okay. now was 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 the place now where we first where I first started the community there in the sense of the late night programming and stuff like that, and that created a scene and, and a, a community where a lot of great musicians came out of. Now Winton came and he saw that, and he said, "You'd like to come over here and do it." So that okay. took a few years, and eventually I came, but then that you had to start to work again. So that was creating another community, and through right. that, through cultivating and creating, then you find all these people. Right, right. So it just was just like it's happening, it's brewing, and there's and and people are you just people are just glowing and coming with light to you. And that's really how the real large den of the community that was created there. And then also out of that there's but there's a there's a lot of bands that came out of that community. Aunt the Shakes is one of them. But okay. there are many but there are many others that have figured out how to do what they do from, you could say workshopping it for many years as we were all were figuring it out in that place and time um, at okay. Jazz Lincoln Center. Oh, okay, okay. So that's really wow. how the shakes came out. And, 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 and it was, for a lot of people, a very, I mean, for me, it, it was, it was, it was, uh, I'm very blessed because there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different periods. And, right. I'm, and I'm still a baby, you know, so it's it's like we ain't, even, we ain't even got there yet. And you still yeah. be looking like, man, you know, it's been a blessing. Oh, yeah. I mean, your life. I mean, this is I mean, it sounds like something out of a book. I mean, you know, all the different stops you were able to make along your journey, especially with music. I mean, I, I love jazz. I love well, I love all different genres of music. But, um, you know, just uh, to know that you were able to be around so many great people and be influenced by them. I mean, you definitely can see the uh, love of music and what you guys did, you know, um, on stage. So it was really, Thank really, you. really nice. Um, so you. I know you spoke of some greats that influenced you, but who else influenced you on your journey, you know, uh, with music? Like who kind of inspired you to to follow? Because I mean, it's, I mean, it's not easy doing what you do. I mean, so you have to kind of have, feel very purposed or driven by, something you know what i mean like something has to drive you to keep going because it can't be easy touring and doing all i mean you know it's, i'm sure it can be a little bit much so what kind of keeps you motivated who inspires you to kind of keep going or what inspires you to keep going i should say well i would say that for me it, it comes from uh 
sense of loneliness, being a lonely child. Yeah. And, 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 and out of that lonely child that didn't know his father and his mother was deported and blah, blah, blah. blah. Oh, she you was know, okay. Well, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And out of that, you get the want to find people. You get the want to create these communities that one was blessed to do. And, and, and in that, that becomes still the inspiration. Gotcha. The, the lonely boy is still the inspiration mm. for the manhood. Or the wow, human. okay. You know, right. so that really, and anything that boy was thinking about, dreams, aspirations, loneliness, when will I, will I ever find brothers and sisters? That still is one of the drives, but that's the, mo that's the most deepest one because it comes from a certain place. Of course, there's artistic drives and, and, right, and, right. People, and people you were inspired by, but if you, the main foundation comes from that, because you know, all of our things come from the childhood. Oh, sure. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that really, if, if the childhood is a shake, then you know, that really puts the adulthood in a certain thing. So sure. for me, the childhood, was is was and is the inspiration that that wanting to belong to something to have that community wanting to belong wanting to find love and wanting to find people that you could enjoy this music that you're listening to on your own at 11 12 years old you don't have nobody listening to james brown you don't have nobody listening to count basing you don't have nobody listening to you Kellington with and then that that becomes a drive to you that just funnels sure. and becomes larger over the years, but it comes from the same thing. Right, right. Wow, yeah. Okay, I, I can dig that. Um, and then, you know, when, and when people, if they followed you um, in your group, you guys have a very unique style. So mm -hmm. has that always been kind of the style or was it something that kind of, you guys kind of cultivated together or did you just all we kind of have We didn't stop signing like that. You know, that, that has something that, you know, we were definitely playing more straight and i say straight i not, i would say that really the freedom has become deeper and and always the music in a sense of the of of of, of the the wideness of the places we try and go we try and deal with the music in, in the kind of like way that you hear all the music in a certain way you know but not just right. the jazz the rhythm and blues and the african and the da, 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 da. and then also to 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 be able to you know, for me, it's again that that boy, the boy that liked Chuck Berry, the boy that liked BB King, the boy that liked Mahalia Jackson, the boy that liked Cedar Warren. It, the, the, that freneticism of what he was checking out is really what and how kind of the shakes and what the sound can be like in a sense right. of how it flows. But it really stems from me and that point of time when I was in that period of, of just the, what's this? Right. You know? But it also comes from just an understanding that people need to hear the music. People, right. need to hear, people need to hear the hard jazz swinging. People need to hear the blues. People need to hear the funk. People need to hear it all, you know, because there's not a lot of, uh, you don't have a lot of groups that play the root music in a way like that. Right, right. That we're That's trying to do that. Which I'm not saying we're doing it, but in the way that we're the, the aim is to you guys are doing it, <laughs> right? No, thank you. you but to play the root, yeah. no, thank you. I appreciate that. To be able to play the root music, the black root music, 
Right. You know, but there's other things because you know that little boy was not only checking that, he was also checking Gilbert and Sullivan, you know, right. uh, British British art songs, stuff like that, Elgar, you know, so that also is what you hear too. There's always this connection between yes, the Afro-American root music, but also that British energy of the dramatic energy that we can get into, the theatrical side, which comes from a lot of the the love of the British art music and stuff like that. Right. Um, so so it, it really is the spirit of the child. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty deep. I, I appreciate that. Um, so tell me, I mean, I know you talk about, you know, your childhood and, um, you know, dealing with depression and stuff from time to time, like we all have. Mm. Um, how has music really healed you? Like, how do you how do you find it in such a way to where um, I mean, I know for me, there there's times where it just makes everything okay. I mean, I don't know any other way to put it. It just makes it all okay at that moment. It's like, okay, I'm good right now, you know? So I know you said, you know, you, you kind of talk to, to the spirit and you talk to different things, but how is your music, you know? Um, and I guess you kind of covered that in regards to, you know, holding yourself accountable mm-hmm. um, by it. But um, what other ways has it, has it healed you, if any? What has given me the, the reason to... to to be something in the world. Oh yeah, purpose. Yeah. When I when when I when I look at what what God has blessed me with, and what my ancestors have blessed me with, you know, it, it is music that has been. The gods have used music to lift my life. You know. Oh and sure. And, and 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 for me, because of that understanding and that acknowledgement, the healing is always consistent. Wow. Right. So, so you just look at like where it's taking you and you go, okay, this is deep. Right. You know, you came from Africa to England and now you're in the States and the, the, the fruit bread of what took you to the places, especially the last two is music. Right. So that in itself, the healing takes place and moves and stilts in your mental and your spiritual and your physical. So even when you are depressed, again, you can come with the, what you're doing. You've seen what it's done for you. Right. You let it heal you. Right, you let it, right, right. You allow music to be the healer, I love that. Um, And I heard you guys had a new song that you guys, Uh I saw on YouTube, that you guys made during quarantine, right? Uh uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So what what motivated that song? Tell me about it. Well, really, we we had a thing we were doing, um, which is not happening now, beautiful arts venue in Brooklyn uh, called the the National Sawdust, doing great things. Okay. Um, They they, they, they gave us a commission to write some new music for, it would have been some sort of production with a script and da 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 It was supposed to be in May. Of course, it's not happening now, Corona. But um, that was some of the new stuff I wrote for it. And right. then, you know, when right. Corona happened, you know, I just thought I'd fiddle here and change this and change that and just make it more pertinent to to what's going on right. in the world. Right. And that we should, and, and the song wasn't anyway about us to stop playing games with the world, you know, to stop, to stop, to stop treating it the way we have. You so know? tell me and about that. Tell, tell me about Go that. Ahead. I kind of because I, because for me this has been really uh, um, a telling thing with with everything that's going on in nature 
I mean, with, with the coronavirus or whatever. Um, and I've just kind of been on this this mission of saying, you know, this is kind of not us learning a lesson, but help, helping us be a little bit more aware of mm-hmm. how we treat each other, the world, I mean, nature, mm-hmm. all of that. And I just feel like this is, you know, a, a lesson time for us. So mm-hmm. I want you to tell me what you mean when you say stop playing games with. with the well, world. you know, we, 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 we have treated it's so badly. The world, we, right? The world, yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. Not even ourselves. That's one of a book. Just in the sense of the world. And we and, no, and when we say games, we say, you know what we're doing is bad. Right. So this is a game. You right. know you shouldn't be putting that into the water. You know right. that that shouldn't be what's in the meat. You know that right. shit. And I eat the meat, so I got to figure that one out because I'm a disgraceful <laughs> boy. We should not be eating the meat or fish. Right. But, you know, we'll, we'll get there. And I love yeah. everyone that's, yeah. yeah. But, um, we kill, we kill it. We kill, the kill, the kill, the kill, the kill. We want to be playing games. We know this is bad. Right. You know? Like, uh, you know, and I'm supposed to be real with that. I think one of the lyrics is like, deep in yourself and your true soul. Right. Do not let, you, do not let yourself, don't resist your true self now. You know, like, right. don't, don't, like, be for real. So that stop playing them games. It's like, come on, come on, come on. We got to be better. Yes, we yes. We got to be better. We got to be better. Carry on. Don't waste your time. That's another lyric in there. That's like, Corona, I know it's rough. Carry on. Don't waste right. your time. Let's keep it moving. Right. So, so there's messages in there that is for, uh, and for the out, too. Yes. For, for yourself and also what we kind of, it'd be nice if we kind of check ourselves too. Right. Oh, this is definitely a moment in time where we definitely need to check ourselves. Um, and like you said, how spiritual we, reset. Yes. Yeah. Reset. That's the, yes. That's the word reset. I've been saying over and over again. This is definitely a time to take advantage of this and just reset because it was so interesting when we were told to kind of stay inside. Um, People were so upset about it, of course. I mean, that's natural. People kind of, you know, uh, revolt and feel like they have to fight it. But I was like, wow, this is really a good time to just stop and like slow down because we're all so busy. We're all moving, moving, moving. And to take this time to really reset and just kind of reevaluate some things, reassess. Um, so all of those all of those words were something that were going through my brain in regards to this this moment in time. I know people are, are tired of it, but um, I really hope that people use this time to really take advantage of the opportunity to be able to kind of look at themselves, like you said, look at what they're doing and what they're putting out to the world. I mean, I know people who have started businesses during this time. They've started, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And even if you're not busy starting a business, just being able to sit back and learn how to meditate or be one with yourself, you know, that that's a beautiful thing, just as big, you know? So um, I really if, appreciate if, what you said, Reset. What'd you if, say? I'm if, sorry. If, if everyone don't come out of this knowing meditation, they should be slapped. <laughs> Because this is the time. And I don't yes. mean that's the only shake. If you want to chant, chant. If you want to pray, just like just let's just be one. Let's we are one. Let's be one. Right. Right. You know? Learn how to be still. And I think that's this is a, a moment in time where I can really teach you how to learn how to be still. Um, and like you said, be okay with being by yourself. You know, I mean that's something that we have to learn because I know a lot of people who can't be they don't know how to be by themselves and they no. do get sad because of that, because they're they're really not um 
in tune with self. So, you know, when you are there and it's just you and your thoughts, it can be a bit much. So um, that's why I really appreciate, you know, your music um, and the Shakes music. I mean, because everybody just was, I mean, and the lady that, I don't know her name that does the chat <laughs> Michaela Marino Lerman. She's oh, she incredible. is fire. Oh my goodness. She, I mean, she just was, you know, I took so I took tap dance as a child, uh, only a couple years, and my mother and my aunt were next to me um, while we were at the concert, and I was just so into the tap dance, and I'm just like, oh my no, god, this is just amazing. Incredible. And my mother whispered to me, she said, all that money I spent, you know, for you to tap dance, you can't do none of that. <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing she's amazing she comes from a long line of, of of the tap dancing history and the elders and oh, she wow. really is um she does that she just does that she oh does she that. is she is electric she is electric well i just want to um just really thank you for being here today i just i just appreciate it so much um it just was such an honor for you to even take the time i know you guys are busy uh, maybe taking a break too because of everything going on with with so you guys have something coming up in june right oh maybe we do um what was, okay. what, was that, what was that you were talking about i think i saw something um because i was trying to do my research and look around and um i think i saw something in uh california maybe no no that ain't happening now that's they been squat. that's been squat. Okay. we do have some stuff some more live stream stuff that we're going to be doing okay. um in june we're going to do something with joe's pub great organization here They've asked us to do a concert for them. That would be that would be, I think, first week of June. But I also need to give you some love before we get off. I need to tell you about who you are, and thank you. I'm going to give you a few minutes, you know, so you just remember something. I want you to just know that it's it's very beautiful and important that you're doing this, mm -hmm. um, especially as a woman, black woman, mm -hmm. that is wanting to expose the world to what's going on and giving artists the platform and taking upon yourself to do this on your own i know this is not easy i know there's not so much help around to do this as a woman doing this trying to do it we love you we respect you i oh, see what you're you. doing and we are thankful for you thank you i appreciate that i definitely appreciate that yeah i mean this is this I, i'm just i'm so thankful for this space to be able to have this conversation i'm really much into the arts so you know music um painters i mean whatever anything that's that's an expression of yourself i think it's so important um you know and of course like in schools a lot of programs are being taken away um mm -hmm. so children are not exposed to that it's such a healing part of life i mean it's just it's so it, it just the 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 um wellness you get you know from from being exposed to different arts and it's just a tragedy that a lot of them are being taken away and some kids mm -hmm. are in, in different communities um mm -hmm. where they don't have funding you know they have funding for one thing and one thing you know not the other but um I think it's important. I think it's important for musicians to speak up about music and, and to expose, especially the younger children to, to music. I mean, it's really important to be able to have that outlet. Yes, very much. It's, it's, um, it's something which is very apparent and real because you're not, you, you're, it's, it's changing in a sense of, you know the outreach and you know and how it, and how it's happening how we're trying to connect with you know the 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 people that may not have the ability to to, to always now be fortunate and privileged to get to the arts because that's right. what almost has become and we don't want that and now with this corona thing i feel like i feel i feel like the darkness 
It's not gonna happen. We don't fight it. But I feel that the darkness wants to come with a vibe of like the arts. We're gonna make it more privileged. We're gonna make it even more because I feel like with this and and I and I you know I have my own theories about the corona, but I'm not gonna go into it. Yeah, we because that could be a whole nother. That's a whole nother show. Yes. Yes. I feel that some of the darker energy will try and make the arts more privileged through a lot of the kind of coming down of the arts now through Corona, art centers closing, jaga, 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 and clubs. They're right. going to try and make it more privileged, but we're not going to let that happen. No, 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 that's that's so important that you said that because I know I was reading um, an article the other day about how depression and suicide rates have gone up, you know, domestic White violence. Beatings. Yeah. Yes, have gone up, which I mean, when, of course, when we know the method behind that, it makes perfect sense that that is, that is happening. Um, but that's why I really felt really driven to see if you could come on and talk about music, because uh-huh. I think it's so important for people to know that e- even though we know we, we'll turn on a song and really, you know, not really. I don't think sometimes we connect the energy between mm-hmm. the, the sound, you know, the, the sound waves and our beats you know our heartbeats they, mm-hmm. they connect and they go together and there's certain things that we need because right now it can it can be a dark time for some and i think that music is a way for people to find that that outlet so i appreciate artists i appreciate what you guys do because when i was uh, looking up new songs i saw the one you guys just did and it was so powerful you want to say the name of that song again um Stop playing them games. We ain't really that. We, we just did the. We ain't really. We, we ain't really released it out out there. We, we, we should because you said it was powerful. So, so we, and we I want to make sure people know it's them. It's not them. It's them. No, no, no. It's not them. It's them. B E L. Just so y'all because even because even even I'm gonna shout somebody that's with us. Miles Wilkins. He, he's kind of the extended family of the Shakes. He's watching and he, he even wrote it first. Them games. I said no. D-E-M. D-E-M, because we want to emphasize. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> That's what we do. That's funny. Well, again, I, I really appreciate you being here and taking the time to do this. Uh, one day, I'm going to have the whole, every, everybody, the shakes, everybody will come on here. Please. You guys can. Because uh, I, I love the journey. And I, like I said, when I did research on you and just kind of looked at your journey, it just was very inspiring. Um, and I think that Thank other you. artists, young artists should see that because, the one thing that you talked about, that drive, that persistence got you where you, and I'm a very persistent person, so I really appreciate that to other people. Um, What's your sign? I'm Scorpio. Wow. <laughs> what, like like October or November, Scorpio? November. November what? First. Wow. Scorpio women, though, I love them. They're deep. They're very deep. They're not as Actually, the men are actually kind of the ones with more of the fire in a sense of like, that is you know, true. They, 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 they got that claw, that Scorpio claw, but the women can, they're fun. They're fun. They're fun. Yes, we have, we definitely have a certain energy. That is for sure. And you can get different sides of that. So that is, that is for uh-huh. sure. Um, and, you know, I just, um, I don't know, lost my track. Lost no, my I was about Scorpio, but I get along with Scorpio. Taurus and Scorpio, we get along mm-hmm. very well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what what I was saying is that I really, really, you know, want um especially like the young young people to really hear this and like really, you know, uh tap into the music side to be able to help them through this. You know, I know parents who are dealing with stuff as well, you know, because they're trying to be strong for kids, kids are trying to be strong mm-hmm. for kids. and music is a healer. So um I really wanted to just kind of 
emphasize that today. So I appreciate it. But I do want to hear you guys um, come on one day. You guys can kind of talk about your story all together because you yeah, guys be nice. just so much fun. I mean, it was just so nice watching you guys together because it was just such a chemistry. So I truly appreciate that. Cause that's real to me. That's real heart, which is behind like music. You know what I mean? Like when you have that mm-hmm. heart behind the music, it just comes across way differently than when it's just commercial. You know? Uh huh. Uh huh. I so, hear you, and I appreciate that. that I, I appreciate we that we come out like that. That that's what you feel. Oh, for sure, for sure. So everybody, I just want to tell everybody to make sure they check out Muenso and the Shakes. Um, to, yes, to look you guys up. You guys are phenomenal and still growing, oh, still getting you. stronger, still yes. getting bigger. So yes, yeah, we're I, gonna wait. You know, just we got to keep going. And for anybody out there that's losing hope, it's all right. It's gonna be all right. Yep. It's gonna be yep. All right. Okay. Well, again, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I wish you a great evening. And again, thank you so much. I appreciate it. We love you. I love you. I told you what I think about you. And we just wish blessings to you that this continues to get deeper and greater. And we hope to do it again. Thank you. So, oh, we will. We will do it again. Um, but that's what I was going to talk about, that persistence. That's where I lost my train of thought, but I wanted to say I appreciate that. So I was going to say that I appreciate that. And I hope that the kids and people who are watching um, really take note of that because that's how you get to where you need to go. Don't stop. It's true. It's hard, but you, you got to try. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, again, thank you so much. I appreciate you for taking time out um, tonight to be with us here at the Breaking Bread Village. Um, And it was so nice. And I wish you well. Peace and blessings. Thank you. Thank you, my love. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, guys. Well, again, I appreciate everybody for being here today. Um, well, we have Mwenso here, Michael Mwenso um, from Mwenso and the Shakes. Again, I really encourage you to check them out on YouTube. They are phenomenal. It's a great band. Um, They have such energy and so much um, chemistry. Check them out. And hopefully when we get to go back out to different concerts and stuff, you guys can, um, you know, catch them and one you will not regret it and you won't forget it. So thank you guys so much um, for being here with us tonight at the Breaking Bear Village. Have a great evening. Thanks. Bye.